Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. I'm Connor, I'm here with Mike, and we are really excited to dive into this this morning. And I'm especially excited because everybody, at least the day that we're recording this, it's Mike's birthday. So happy birthday, Mike. Thank you very much. (laughs) I asked Mike what his plans were for the day, and he said, I'm going to record a podcast, record some videos, lead a staff meeting. Forgot to go to my men's group this morning. Yes, right, men's group this morning. Pray for the flock. Yep, pray for the flock. You did get in dinner with your wife. Go on a hike. Go on a hike. Which I do every day, pretty much. Right. And go out to dinner with Angela, and I get to teach the Bible tonight at church. Yep. I get to teach midweek, so. It it sounds like I get to do all the things I love to do. I'm serious. (laughs) I'm serious, so. Yeah. But then, you know what? I I live the most blessed of lives. I get to do all the things I love to do every day. I'm serious. Yeah. I get to spend time with people, I get to pray, and I get to preach. Yeah. So yeah, you do. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. Well, Mike, it's a birthday special today. And uh, listeners, I'm just going to ask Mike a question that he has to answer off the top of his uh, his head. <laughs> so we haven't prepped for this at all or anything like that. But Mike, here's a question. It's your birthday. You're 40 this year. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> you are such a funny I, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I actually don't know how old you are. Uh, it doesn't I am matter. 59 today. 59. I am 59 today. 59. Yes. You're closing in on the big 6-0. One year away. <laughs> not to, uh, That's not right. to there age you go. too much. But there you man, go. Yeah, 59. Go. Well, 59 years of life. Here's my question. What are the three biggest lessons you've ever learned all throughout oh your life? Oh three, big, three biggest lessons, biggest things that you've held on to entire life. Ready, set, go. It's all you today. Okay, I'm just so wait, stay out entire of life, not just Christian life, entire life. Uh, yeah, your entire okay. life. This could even this precede yeah, your second birth. Yeah. Okay, so I have no, you know I have no notes. In, you know, I have a Bible in front of me. But he does. I have no notes in front of me. I have not thought about this question. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. That's a good one. Thank you for asking. So the three most important Lessons I'm I've saying lessons, which kind of no, sounds like no, a little bit of like a, no. almost like a little kid, you know, I learned a lesson, but I'll leave it to your interpretation. No, I like, I like, I, I'm a little kid at heart. Come on. <laughs> my kids, <laughs> one of my kids says to me, uh, back when I was bugging them once, they said, you're the little brother I never wanted. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> so the top three lessons oh, so ever. I got a, now I took a piece of paper out because I'm going, okay. All right. That's a good one. <clears throat> so I'm going to say something about my speech, my words, okay? I know there's gonna be something about words and I'll, I'll, I'll start with that one. So when I was a kid, this won't surprise many people who know me well, but when I was a kid, I remember being in the first grade and <laughs> my teacher, <clears throat> seriously, call, uh, nicknaming me Motormouth. Motormouth? Motormouth, because I talked all the time. I was getting in trouble talking at, at school all the time. <laughs> I've never heard this. So yeah, so, and I'm going to, I'm going to say Ephesians. This is going to sound weird that I'm leading with this, but this is off the top of my head. Ephesians 429, let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment that it may give grace to those who hear. And I say this because, so that was an issue when I was, when I was a kid and I was always getting in trouble for talking out of turn. I remember even my son, Michael, we have five kids and my son, Michael, uh, I would say to him when he was younger, don't be that guy. Don't be the guy that wants to say the funny thing. And, and then he would start saying that to me because he would see me doing that. I remember in high school when I was uh, in the ninth grade, I was going to a football game one Friday night with my best friend, Caesar, And one of our buddies wasn't there. And I said, why, why isn't he here? And he says, 
he doesn't want to hang out with you anymore, Mike, because you cuss too much. And I was just, I was just a young little guy, five, one, about a hundred pounds. And I just thought I was funny and I would, I would cuss around the guys. Wouldn't do it at home. Wouldn't do it in any other setting or in church or whatever. We did go to, we were churchgoers. I was not a believer at the time, but I was pretty sincere. I was trying to be a good guy, but I was just a knucklehead. And I remember that really struck me. Uh, That guy was a Mormon. Hmm. Later when I became a believer, I remember thinking, wow, wow. There was a guy that said, I don't want to hang out with that guy because of the way he talks. Anyway, then fast forward a couple years, um, I said some things to somebody once and and a a guy, a friend of mine, really, an acquaintance friend of mine, kind of pulled me out of a car, pulled me out of a VW. And I was just too full of myself and saying things. and, And he pulled me out and kind of kind of threw me up against a kind of a brick wall and said, dude, don't ever do that. That's wrong. Don't do that to people. And it, it wasn't a, he was an older guy than me. He was a big football player. So, but he was, uh, it really shook me up. And I told him later, I said, he's like a school administrator now. And years later I told him, I said, you really impacted me because you woke me up. And I guess I'd say that about, you know, bless, you know, I've learned it's better to bless and encourage with your words than to put someone down or to hinder them. And I've done it all. I mean, some, a lot of people that know me that, you know, would say, oh, you're a really great encourager, but I've also struggled with being critical and saying things I shouldn't say at the right, at the wrong moment. And, you know, I don't know if that's an encouragement to anyone or just like, yeah, what's your problem? What's your problem? But seriously, I think one of the biggest lessons I learned was hold your tongue. Uh, there's a proverb that says, even a fool when he when he stays silent is considered wise. And I just will tell you that I've never regretted not saying certain things. You know, there, there's times when you should have said something and you should have mm-hmm. spoken up. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I regret some of those moments. But I don't regret saying the wrong thing that I wanted to say that I held my back, held myself back from saying. So, yeah. so, so that one, bless with your words and be a blessing with your words. And I think Ephesians 4.29 would be the verse that comes to mind. Okay, so the second one is this, um, bloom where you're planted, okay? Um, one of my seminary professors uh, said that to us in seminary, and the verse that comes to my mind is Philippians 2, 12, and 13. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you to will and do his good pleasure. And the idea of God is at work in you to will and do his good pleasure, and the idea that just don't go looking for stuff for yourself in your life to make you look better or bigger or what have you just bloom where you're planted and 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 be and serve the lord the best you can with the strength he gives you and i think i hope i've modeled that i've been at three churches in 35 36 years of ministry and i've never gone looking for any of these three churches they've come looking for me and I say, you know, that doesn't work out that way for everyone in, in ministry. And I've been at three really wonderful churches, and I'm very thankful that I've had a great experience. Of course, there's trials and troubles in life all the time, but the aggregate is like, wow, I've, I've been the blessed of most blessed of pastors to be able to serve at Downey First Baptist and Voyagers Bible Church and now Grace Church of Orange for the past 15 years. This is the longest I've ever been at a church. Hmm. I was at, I think I was at Downey How First Baptist. How long were you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, in 30, so 36 some years, I was at Voyagers Bible Church almost 15, so 14 plus. Okay. And then I was at Downey from the time I was saved, but then I became on, that was 82. I got became on uh, on staff in 85 
and then was called to Voyagers in 92. So I was only on staff for what? What's that, seven years mm-hmm. or so? Mm-hmm. And and that was, those were like foundational years for me for obviously growth as a, as a Christian and then uh, as a pastor and then being at Voyagers for a long time. But, you know, when I came to Grace, I remember someone in my family said, so are you thinking this is like, is this it for you or what? And I'm like, this is it till the end of my life. If, the, if they'll have me, you know. Um, I've always had a good model of pastors who have longevity in ministry Mm -hmm. and the pastors that I have gravitated the most to are those that are that stay and stay in one place and I've been at three places which some people will say that's three that's not one I've been a senior pastor at one church and 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 that's you know that's the way it is and and I was a children's pastor I was a senior associate pastor did adults and families all sorts of things but and I and again you're always preaching praying and working with people but bloom where you're planted so uh, bless people with your words, bloom where you're planted. And I think uh, the last one I would just say is do everything to the glory of God. The, the idea that that we exist for the glory of God yeah. um, is just, uh, is it must be the biggest thought. You know, how many how many people have said like, you're, what you think of God is the most important thing of you. Right. And the sovereignty of God drives me to want to glorify God. And so, you know, I'm, I'm big on monergistic salvation because that's what the Bible teaches. I'm big on, you know, predestination and foreknowledge and election because that's what the Bible teaches. But I'm also big on, you have to call everyone to faith in Christ and say, you, you need to repent of your sins and believe in the Lord Jesus to be saved. And you need to believe that he was your substitute in, in the blood flowed for you in your, in your place at the cross. And you need to believe in him, trust in him and not not your own efforts, none of your own efforts. And that because God saves by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, that drives me to want to glorify God. Like I'm grateful for salvation, therefore I want to glorify God. And that wasn't my thought before I became a believer. And again, up till I was 20 years old, I was living for myself. I hid it well. Some people say, oh, you're a good kid or whatever. And uh, I was always fighting my sinful pride like I am today, except I was doing that back then in my own strength. And sin will always break out on you. And so I think of it and I just go, wow, God was gracious to to save me. And all I want to do now is glorify him, which is a battle for a Christian every day. If any Christian tells you that's easy, they're deceived. Okay. It is a battle to glorify God in your life because we have an inclination to want to glorify ourselves. And so, you know, it's interesting how these things, these three things I just put out there, the glorifying God, and again, off the top of my head, but I think that, I think that uh, this is like my life. If you think about it, I want to glorify God, just serve, bloom where I'm planted and, and bless people, bless people with my words. Yeah. And I get to preach, but I also get to work with a lot of people all the time and, and words matter. And you have to realize your words carry more weight than you probably think. And, there's plenty of things I've said that I regret in my life, but I want the majority of those words, I really want the balance of those words to be words that point people to Christ. Uh, one last thought is one time a friend of mine said to me, I, was, I had only been a Christian like one year, and they said to me, what would you do if you could do anything? And I kind of like paused for a moment because before it was like, have my own business. I was a business major at Long Beach State. Have my own business, make a lot of money, maybe be an entrepreneur, you know, just kind of just go for it and do this and that and the other. And I stopped because that wasn't my biggest desire anymore. My biggest desire, and I, and here's how I verbalized it. Tell people about Jesus. 
That was it. I go, I, if, if I could do anything in my life, I would just spend my life telling people about Jesus. And if you think about it, you boil down my life is help people come to know Christ and grow in Christ. Yeah. Right? Yep. So yeah, so that's it. So glorify God, Blue Murray Planted, and bless others with your words. Amen. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, that was super awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, really cool. Praise God. Praise God for what he's done in your life and my life and all of that. All by his grace. Mm-hmm. Listeners, hope that was encouraging to you. Mike, do you have anything else to add before we wrap this one up? I would just say if, if you're a person who's listening to this and you're kind of in a quandary in life and you're kind of stuck or you're wondering and you're kind of even maybe feeling depressed or hopeless or despondent or just feeling like there's no way out. If you're not a believer, believe in the Lord Jesus. He, there is forgiveness in him and there is life. He, he said, I came that you might have life and have it to the full. And the idea that God would give full and abundant and free eternal life based on the blood of Christ shed in our place is absolutely life altering. So that's the first thing. If you're a believer that's struggling, I would just say get in the word and prayer every day and make sure you're fellowshipping with other Christians. So you need the word of God every day. I feel like I need it more than everybody else. I, I, I was in the word this morning and then I was in the word with my men's group. Then I got to you know preach the word on videos a few minutes ago and I got to share Bible verses. Just drench yourself in scripture mm-hmm. and, and drench everybody else around mm-hmm. you in scripture. And then I would just say, make sure that you are in a church and make sure you're being vulnerable and open with other believers and not where you go, hey, I, I want people to meet my needs, but where you just go, Lord, how can I bless other people? Help me bless someone today. Because I have found that whenever I'm down in the doldrums, if I go do something for someone else, I forget about myself. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Right on. Well, thanks so much, Mike. Uh, mm-hmm. Listeners, we love you and we're praying for you throughout the week. I know I know, Mike is on those hikes and, and I am too and a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, until next time, we hope you have a great week uh, with uh, words and, and blooming where you're planted and, and glorifying God and all that you do. And we'll talk to you next time on the Ordinary Church Podcast. Have a great day. 